Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt, Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically, check out our... Hmm. What we need more enough? things. <laughs> uh, send us a nice, lengthy email on Gmail, justiceloserspod at gmail.com. Yeah, do that the thing. Yeah. Write one of our episodes for us, then we don't have to do it. All yeah. this lively scripted banter. Like the full script. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, honestly, if you write a full script and it turns out to be a really good episode, probably better than anything that we do exactly. naturally, then you can make your big break as a podcast writer. <laughs> there a, that's, there a, that's a job, right? <laughs> is there a uh, uh, industry for that? Uh, well, there is now. now you, there can, is. You, can, you can get in on the ground floor. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably stay on the ground floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh what you been up to making an official declaration of war against movie pass oof yeah that's uh <laughs> hefty hefty activities <laughs> yeah so i went to see a movie yesterday did you yes was that movie called i was gonna say aquaman and then i realized that was saturday yeah it's, oh my god it's been two days yeah uh no so, uh, the way MoviePass works is you have the app and like, it shows you the, the show times for which you can use the MoviePass. Um, like at the, it refreshes at the beginning of each day. Mm-hmm. So it has the new ones. Um, and so then you, uh, select the show time you want and you check in. Um, it used to be, you had to be within a hundred yards of the theater and then you could check in. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you just have to check in. Uh, within half an hour of when you purchase the ticket okay and you purchase the ticket using your movie pass card which is just like a debit card so when you check in it loads the amount that the ticket costs onto the card okay it's a i mean it's a it's a relatively clever system and if they had known what a good business model was from the start it probably would have worked pretty well so i uh checked the app uh yesterday because i knew that um i would have some free time in the afternoon evening and i saw that the favorite which is a movie i'd been looking forward to for a while was going to be available at the warren which is like a 20 25 minute drive maybe from where i live yeah about that about that uh and so i thought oh great well i'll just i'll go see the favorite and so uh it was a 7:15 showing and i got all ready to go and left around 6:40, and i didn't check in uh then because i assumed if there's a decent amount of traffic i'd miss the half hour window mm-hmm. so I, th- I thought i'll just wait till i get to the theater pull up in the theater open the app and it says there are no more screenings available at this theater oh now i'd assume that's just a glitch but that's about the fourth time that they've shown showings and then pulled them off later in the day that blows yeah so what what what's the what'd you do after that did you just kind of sit in your car sad or did you i did sit in my car uh more boiling mad for a little while oh jeez. um <laughs> i want to know what boiling mad matt looks like it's not pretty <laughs> i mean it, 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 is you he just, ever pretty since you don't <laughs> since you don't curse do you just do that kind of cartoon just like say random syllables really loudly and spit all over your windshield mm. it's kind of what i picture just nope I, I don't really say anything actually Oh, I just I get very quiet and very dangerous. Um, no, so I ended up actually seeing the movie, but having to pay full price for a Warren ticket. Oh, um, yeah, that blows. Yeah, because I figured I've driven 
25 minutes and I really want to see this and this is probably the only opportunity I'm going to get for a while maybe not even until it's on streaming so I watched it and I drove back and um the previous couple times this had happened I'd never like actually driven to the theater and then been told I wasn't able to check in but mm -hmm. I'd been like um I'll go I'll just go to the Regal in Norman because that's only like a 15 minute drive so I'd check in first yeah and I had it happen twice where I was like okay there's a showing this evening that I will go see and like it's there all day and then 15 minutes before i'm gonna leave it's gone uh had that happen i think three times and each of those times i contacted support that's i was about to ask if you contacted customer support yeah i was i was like i don't know if this is a glitch or what's going on here uh can you help me with this and each time i got an unhelpful automated response uh um to which I'd respond and be like, this is an unhelpful automated response. And they would wait somewhere between 24 and 48 hours and then send another unhelpful automated response. Really? Yep. Are you, can you call anybody? I haven't found a number. There might be one. But... I'm going to, I'm going to look <laughs> after the episode. Yeah. That's going to take a while. Uh, there's, gonna... there's not one on the app. Um, there might be on the website. Yeah. I'd uh, go to the website. Yeah. Um, so, or just go find where they are and stab them all. That could work. Uh, so this time, the, the the those first three times, because I hadn't actually like driven to the theater, and because um, I I just I, I sent like a reasonably polite, hey, what's what's going on? I was hoping to do this. This kind of makes me change my schedule. Uh -huh. um, can you can you help? And then no response. Un un or unhelpful automated response. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this time I got back and sent just the most harshly worded message i possibly could it was it was like three paragraphs of i will drag your reputation through the mud through in every outlet i possibly can i will tell oh everyone i know to cancel their subscription i will tell anyone that is ever considering getting a subscription to not do it i will do my small part to make sure that you inevitably end up you're failing like you're on your track to do oh man i got bounced around the unhelpful automated responses for a little while and then they said, okay, uh, clearly these automated responses aren't helping. There's some algorithm that tells them when to do that. So we're going to have a real person contact you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Unhelpful real person? <laughs> so. Um, Put you on the phone with Liam Neeson. He's like, I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Just starts threatening you. Uh, no. So like I, um, I checked it. I. I had sent that message. It would have been around 10 p.m. was when I got back from the movie mm -hmm. and got bounced around support between 10 and 10.30. I ended up going to bed at like 2.30. And at that point, the real person hadn't messaged anything, hadn't uh -huh. gotten active. Um, I woke up the next morning and checked, and there was a message that said, well, we haven't heard from you since your last message, so we're going to assume that everything's okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what time was that message sent? Sometime in the middle of the night. I don't what remember exactly. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? So. Let me add them. Let me add them. So, hold me back. Don't recap. hold me back. <laughs> to recap, this is a service that has a relatively ingenious model that they have completely botched the rollout of. Their app or something in their system is completely broken, and I've pointed out to them three or four times now. And they have not done anything to address it or even to let me know what was going on. And the second <laughs> and their customer service just is like 
as unhelpful as it could possibly be. Like if you were writing a a comedy sketch about an unhelpful AI service, this would be some of the stuff you'd get. It's just so. If you have a Movie Pass subscription, I would strongly suggest you consider canceling. If you're thinking about getting one, don't. Just no. It's not worth it. Wait for someone else to figure out this business model in five years, and they'll probably have it down better. This is like. Well, I mean, people will probably start listening to this podcast in about five years. Right. So yeah. from now, I mean, our, <laughs> all of our comments are pretty out of date. Yeah. <laughs> but no. The disadvantage just, of everything we do. Just absolutely appalling on every possible level. It's. But do they make good brownies? I don't know. They made a couple of original movies. Movie Pass made movies? Yeah, or at least, like, produced a couple. One was actually supposed to be good. Like, really good. Well, you probably never got to see it because they kept canceling showtimes. Yep. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. No. What a what a weekend for you it's been. Yep. So I'm going to... Um, if I can find a number, I might call them and see just last Hail Mary shot if I can find a real person that can actually tell me something useful. Movie Pass is not even a real person. It's just a very complicated algorithm that like looked at what was potentially a good business model <laughs> and activated it immediately and just has no actual like people it's, behind it. It's it's like the dumber dumb and dumber version of the injection. Just it's a rogue AI out there. <laughs> it's a it's a it's the first attempt at uh at robots becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it uh, failed. It's yeah. Well, I mean, actually, if this is if this is the first attempt at robots becoming entrepreneurs, that's actually a pretty good yeah. start. No, they found a, they found a good business <laughs> like, model. And they've fuck. been around for more than a year. <laughs> We're all screwed. Yep. Well. Uh, anyway. But I actually did see the favorite, which uh, is probably not my single favorite movie of the year, but it's probably in my top five favorites, and it's likely to be one of the leading favorites for the best picture oscar okay um so i don't you probably saw a trailer for this it's the nope. one with emma stone and rachel weiss and they're in old-timey england nope um, seen it. uh rachel is it weiss or weiss or weiss or wheeze uh how's it spelled uh w-e-i-s-z so if it, if it what s-z yeah well okay pretty much it's definitely vice okay uh vice. i can say that like it's actually kind of funny how all of that is. So for people who don't know, my last name ends in SZ. Mm -hmm. And what that is most likely indicative of is coming from German to German, Germany to America. Mm -hmm. uh, the, her last name Weiss is white in German mm -hmm. and it's W E I S set, which is, it's a beta uh. and S set is essentially a double S. You right. can look at it like Rotfuss and Weiss. Right. Um, Fun fact, if you look at old, like, really early uh, American stuff, mm -hmm. and, like, things like Congress, mm -hmm. it had a pretty large S that looks like an integral, and then another S. Okay. And if you kind of do that all in one swipe, it looks like a beta. Oh. Uh, that's why you get the double S. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, so, the problem with that is it's called S-set, which mm -hmm. the German letter for S is S, and the German letter for Z is set. So you oh. take S set S Z, which is why S Z. If you see anything that ends in S Z, it's actually okay. a S sound. There is no Z sound to it. Okay, it's just some stupid fucking person on Ellis Island. Probably <laughs> my my ancestors and her ancestors probably got the same person exactly. That didn't that had a very basic <laughs> understanding of German. Yeah. Um, 
and that is what tells me it's a German pronunciation, which means the W is a V sound, and if you have an E and I together mm-hmm. you, in German, you pronounce the second letter. Okay. So if it was I-E, it'd be Wies, but that's not a word. Okay. So E-I is Weiss. Weiss. Okay. Rachel Weiss. Uh, Yay, a little German, <laughs> little German and history lesson for you yeah. there. Um, so the movie is sort of about uh, Queen Anne, played by Olivia Coleman, who is old and frail. This is early 18th century England. Uh-huh. Um, and Rachel Weiss plays uh, Lady Mar- Mar- Marlborough, I think. Marlborough? Marlborough. Like yeah. the smokes? Yeah. Okay. She smokes a lot. Marlborough? I don't think Marl- she Mar- Marlborough. Marlborough. I don't uh, know. I've never really known how to say it. I just say Marlborough and people know. Yeah. Uh, so she plays her, who's like a close advisor. Emma Stone plays a um, some uh, a younger woman who was formerly a lady, uh, but who's father uh fell from favor and so she enters the castle as a servant but quickly rides rise is to become um that was an attempted english it was it sure was (laughs) (laughs) quickly rises to become a a close confidant of the queen and there's a lot of competition between uh rachel vice and emma stone's characters okay uh which emma stone has never been so terrifying All right. Yeah. Um, all three of those main actresses are superb. Uh, I think the best is actually Coleman, who plays Queen Anne. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's, a... it's a very unique performance because it's a very unique character. Yeah. Um, but she does it so well. Um, so, yeah, the story is basically simple. It's the little competition between the two. Um Nicholas Holt is waltzing around in a ridiculous powdered wig, complaining about taxes. Um, much more interesting than it sounds. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a it's a really fun little movie. It's um it's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who uh, directed The Lobster and The Killing of the Sacred Deer. I remember those things coming out. I remember when we watched those trailers, and you were like, "Hey, that's a movie," and I was like, "Okay." Yep. <laughs> Well, I really liked both of those movies, and so I figured I'd like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this sort of plays to his strengths, because he tends to be very sort of satirical and very biting, like, dark comedy with few jokes. It's just kind of funny situations. Yeah. And so this, it's sort of like a little power struggle, but also satirical of the the upper class in this era. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really plays to his strengths. And then also, he's got a weird predilection for, like, hyper-stilted dialogue, which, um, if it were in a bad movie, you'd be like, this is just bad writing. But with him, it makes it almost even funnier. Like, The Lobster is a hilarious movie, but I don't think there's a single joke in it. Hmm. Um, it's just, it, he has, it, it creates this very unique tone. And so... In this one, the stilted dialogue feels much more natural because it's 17th century England or 18th century England. There was a strange noise in the background. My dad's phone just went off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, no, but the, so the dialogue, like, it feels more authentic because he gets to be stilted and have it feel like it's actually natural, closer to what they'd say. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of just really beautiful cinematography and camera work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Uses a lot of period accurate music. Um, I thought there was a cameo by one of my favorite Baroque composers, Henry Purcell, but it turns out it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who it was. It um, was Bach. 
kind of doubt it. Don't think Bach spent much time in England. Mm. You never know. I, I pretty. You do not know at all. You know nothing. Am I John Snow? No! <laughs> I just said you know nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no. Favorite. Very good. Cool. Um, Would you say it's your favorite? Ha, 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 ha. Into that joke. Move on. I already made that joke. I said it's not quite my favorite of the year, but it's probably in my top five favorites of the year. And it's probably favorite. It went straight over my head. Or, yeah, under, honestly. I mean, that was not a good joke. Oh. But, uh, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a really good movie. It's um, it's definitely strange. Um, it's a it's got some weird artsy moments, and uh, Yorgi old boy's got a a weird thing for hand jobs. But, all right. Uh huh. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, also saw this weekend Into the Spider Verse, Aquaman, and Roma, all of which I've talked about or will talk about. I will, will have talked. No, we have we had we had will we have had will talked about. Right, that we talked about it on an episode that hasn't been released yet, but will be next week. Some of those. No, wait. Yes. 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 In fact, yes. Correct. Yes. Indubitably. Yes. Um short version i really liked roma and spider-verse they're up there for my favorites of the year uh aquaman not quite on that level but i roundly enjoyed it yep uh i also watched two of those movies mm-hmm. spider-verse is definitely goddamn amazing yep uh aquaman is probably the second best dc movie that live action movie that exists we never compared it to wonder woman yeah I don't think it's better than Wonder Woman, yeah, that's what but saying. it's in the same ballpark. Yeah, it's it's the second best by a, a close margin. Yeah. Uh, I are you done? Uh, I actually had it? a couple other things, but you go ahead. Oh, good lord! <laughs> How what? We recorded an episode two days ago. I'm How? very good at this job. Good lord! <laughs> I read Green Arrow. I'm reading Green Arrow. Uh, the first six six issues are written by Dan Jurgens. I still do not know entirely how he has a job in uh, writing comics in 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is all just it does it. It's awkward reading. I don't like when people just explicitly say things that they're doing. Like, why would you shoot an arrow at somebody and say why you're shooting a certain kind of arrow at somebody? Why? Yeah, it's terrible. Sounds like he would have been really well suited to writing comics about 50 years ago. Oh, he would have. But he also like he also wrote Death of Superman. Yeah. Which also granted isn't it's misconstrued that that is actually a fantastic storyline. It's really mm-hmm. not that great. Okay. It's just iconic. Yeah. Um the first like the Death of Superman is is pretty okay, but then like World Without Superman is just like eight issues of b- bitching and moaning that Superman's not around. Yeah. And other people doing things. And then, like, the Superman, Reign of the Superman is, like, okay. But, okay. Um, no, I've been doing that. And then I discovered uh, that Green Lantern, or Green Arrow, the old series, like, the one of the big running series, is doing uh, what Nightwing is doing, where they're releasing old issues in trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting like 2016, 2017, and they released one in like September. Okay. Uh, so they're still going. And I made the mistake of seeing that because now I want to get it because that's actually the really good Green Lantern stuff mm-hmm. or Green Arrow. God damn it. 
Um, that's all. Well, I mean, that's not all I've been up to, but the other thing is the, our segue into news. It's my Titans update. Ah, it's back to being garbage. Okay. In fact, it's back to being really pissing. Pissing. I'm just gonna say it now. Um, no one cares about spoilers because no one's gonna watch it. Anybody's gonna watch it. Just fucking don't watch the Hawk and Dove episode, but then don't <laughs> watch the rest of it. Uh, Trigon shows up at the at the end of it. Mm, okay. But he's a human. Which is fine because he shapeshifts. That's how he fucks mm-hmm. people and makes mm-hmm. babies. Um, however, Arella—they actually haven't called her Arella yet, um, but that's who Raven's mom is. Mm-hmm. And Raven both like are like, "Yay, he's here!" And they hug him. Raven and Arella hate his fucking guts. Mm-hmm. They, she literally went to fucking Azeroth, a different dimension, to get away from him. Mm-hmm. And Raven is constantly trying to get away from him. Ah, and apparently the next episode, the season finale, is that Batman killed the Joker, and now they have to go fight Batman. Because this whole universe is just... Gotham was okay enough that when they started getting into, like, this is just a different world. Like, Mm -hmm. it's insanely different. It was okay enough that I gave it a pass. This is terribly written, Mm -hmm. and it's just entirely wrong. So, stop. (laughs) I hope this doesn't get a second season. I'm pretty sure it's already been renewed for a second season. Of course. I hope it gets canceled. It's yep. so disappointing. Well, the the fact that I haven't been hearing anything about it except from you, I think, means that it's not likely to do well. Yeah. I think this whole DC streaming service is going to kind of – I think, if anything, they're going to stop spending money on uh, TV shows, like on original content, mm-hmm. and just stick to making their money on – like I. I will actually keep it if they don't do original content because there's a lot of stuff on there that is mm-hmm. good. You get it like they had the entire Aquaman, like Peter David Aquaman run. That's 94 issues for completely free. Yeah. And like a lot of things, the uh, beginning of the new gods and forever people storylines are mm-hmm. on there. So you can get the introduction to that. Mm-hmm. They do everything that's topical. So when a movie, like when Aquaman was coming out, they put almost every Aquaman thing in there, mm-hmm. updated all of his encyclopedia stuff, all of their other characters, associated mm-hmm. characters. It's a really great resource for comics and stuff. Like, it's it's worth it. I honestly think people should get it. Okay. It's worth it for just the free access to – not free, but the access to a wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. The amount of comics that are on there, if you read regularly, you are, are already saving money. Mm-hmm. Because just the Aquaman stuff alone, to buy all of what was on there, would probably cost you around like $70 or $80. Right. It's like a $50, $60 uh, – um, subscription right so i recommend it yeah and i'll i'll hold out hope that the swamp thing series will be good yeah i am about that they seem to be able to do horror pretty well mm-hmm. so if they just stick to the horror aspect of yeah swamp thing swamp swamp sing yep then it might be pretty good so yep. we'll see it's also probably just going to be mostly different people behind the scenes because they're kind of letting james wan run the show on that one Oh, that's right. He's getting that. Yeah. Man, he's real all up in the in the DC. Yeah, he's like all of a sudden real big guy. Yeah. Warner Brothers likes him. Yeah. Because he did a lot of Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah, well, he he owns their Conjuring-verse. Yeah. The, I guess it's the Annabella-verse now. That's what we're supposed to call it. I really I want I really want an Aquaman-Shazam crossover mm. where there's a reference to that. <laughs> because it's, it's David F. Sandberg who did Annabelle right. and James Wan who did conjuring yeah just some reference where they look at each other and go like 
I don't know. I haven't seen either of the movies. Just some yeah. reference because that, that's really funny that they're working in the same university in. Yeah, that's good. That'd be great. Um, let's see. What else? Throw that in my week? work creative episode next time we do it. Yeah. Uh, in my me and Hannah's grand rewatch of all the Harry Potter movies, we got through four through seven, part one. Um, I feel very vindicated because I said on our controversial opinions episode that four was by far the worst Harry Potter movie. And, and you, it, and it is not. You love it so much. You would watch it a million times. If only to point out all the gratuitous continuity errors. Would you really? Probably not. Yeah, no, I was about to say, like, with how much you talk about not liking it, I think... Yeah, I'm happy what... I'm happy to rewatch it as part of the series when I'm rewatching the whole series. I don't hate it. Yeah. I just think that, like, it, 1, 2, and 3 kind of grow to, like, 3 is really good. Huge drop off of, to 4, and then 5 through seven are all good yeah it's the only one that i think is just not great yeah um and i feel very vindicated because it is not great uh the story's a mess there's not biased at all there's things that, <laughs> no yeah there's definitely some confirmation bias going on here but like the story's all over the place the cinematography's bland there's some really just dumb changes from the books um like i said gratuitous continuity errors hannah actually pointed out to me uh after they get out of the lake um Someone puts a yellow towel on, I think, Hermione, and it changes between Harry and Hermione like six or seven times between cuts. Ah! It is awful. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but five is really good. Yeah. It's It might be my favorite because it I, – partly I'm biased because it's my favorite book. Uh, but I think it does a very good job of condensing a massive book into a two-hour movie. Yeah. Uh, and it also has, I think, except arguably the last one, it has the most impressive climax with, like, the, the fight in the ministry. And then yeah. that builds into the, the Voldemort-Dumbledore showdown, which yeah. is – that is some epic wizard dueling. Uh-huh. So, I like that one. Um, six is probably actually the funniest in the series. It's got the scene where Lady or the Liquid Luck. Liquid Luck. I love that scene. It's the pincers. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have way more fun if I imagine in that scene that instead of chugging Felix Felices, he did a line of cocaine. Because <laughs> 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 it's still accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty much just straight up coke. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's got a solid story. It's uh, kind of slow. And the cinematography is weirdly muddy. Hmm. Just like everything is brownish and black and grimy and not even like in a good dark way. It's just hard to see. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Seven Part One kind of gets a bad rap sometimes, but I think it's a really solid movie. I think it's fine. Yeah. It's, I never really complained about it. Yeah. it's. I wasn't blaming you. I'm just saying other people. No, you were blaming me. You weren't aware of it, but you were definitely like looking straight at me and were just like, Preston, you said this. And it was really <laughs> sure hurtful, honestly. That. I'm sure I, And I'm you sure even I threw a knife at me. I know. There's a knife in me right now. Yeah. It a, really hurts. It's impressive that I managed to throw a knife and hit you without even realizing you it. You need to take me to the hospital now. I won't. All right. No, Ow, some... you threw another <laughs> knife at me. Stop throwing <laughs> knives. Where are you getting these knives? I have a large number of knives concealed about my person. Oh my god, that's a sword! Does. It's ice! You have ice! <laughs> How? Where was that? You don't want to know. Oh, oh ow. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but seven part one. Uh, <laughs> That's a really long joke. <laughs> seven part one. Well, for one thing, it cleans up the cinematography issue. It manages to be dark, but everything's a lot clearer. Yeah. And just like tighter and sharper. It wasn't Zack Snyder's arc. Yeah. It's uh, it's much more rich thematically. I think it's like the first one where like this actually feels like a grown up movie. Mm-hmm. Um. And it does a good job of making the action, I think, reflect that. It's much more visceral. The 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 wand the, the spells sound like gunshots and it's like quick cut and fast paced stuff. Yeah. Uh and so it, it adds to that. Mm-hmm. Um It's also got just some like really great emotional moments. Mm-hmm. Like Dobby dying. Uh yeah, it's good. I also... God damn. <laughs> Jesus, you've been, been up to shit. We're at 30 minutes already. I know. Uh, I also finished uh, Volume 3 of the Hellboy Omnibus. Hey! Hey! Which, this one is kind of the big climactic one. Uh, the previous ones, one and two of the main story arc at least, are kind of... He'll go off and he'll spend a few issues fighting this one big monster, and then he'll go off and... Sp- spend a few issues investigating this haunted house or something uh-huh. and it all like pulls threads back together for the main story arc but um it's a little more all, all over the place kind of exploring its own mythology yeah and three volume three is super focused it's just like one storyline for 500 pages oh my god which 500 pages yeah that's about as big as the dark knight one or the nightfall one. yeah it's it's like it's thick it's thick yeah jesus um, it's technically three story arcs, but it's sort of just one carried through. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it loses some of what the first two volumes had because it doesn't have sort of that, that scope and exploring all these different dark corners of the, the mm-hmm. mythology, but it also has like the, the super focused narrative and it allows for a lot more character development. Cause it's like, here is this one conflict here is the way you have to approach this. And then you get to see Hellboy have to make some pretty serious choices. Ooh, choices. Um, choices are good. Yeah. It's got some, some really fun. You can have fun... steak or you can have chicken. Exactly. You can have queso or you can have uh, salsa. You can have both. Yeah. Exactly. Or guac. Yeah. You can. You can murder your family or you can not murder your family. You can do nothing and allow everyone on the planet to be slaughtered by an army of demons, or you can unleash a different army of demons and slaughter the other army of demons, but in doing so, bring about the apocalypse. Are you going to have grilled or fried shrimp? Yeah. <laughs> now, that's that's like an important one. Yeah, that's the big yeah. one. That's the that's the world-defining one. Yep. Yeah, no, but it's like it's a, it's a really satisfying arc, self-contained arc, and it's also... Uh, I think loosely, at least, going to be the base for the upcoming movie. Oh, good. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, I have ordered Volume 4. Should be here before this episode's are posted. There? Four volumes of the main storyline. Okay. Which, Is it still going? No. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Volume 3, like, ends on what should be an ending, but I, I so I don't know exactly what's going to happen in the fourth one. It just gets fucking crazier. I think it's going to. That's awesome. Like that's what the reviews say. I kind of, I kind of want to do something like that, where like it's like a small storyline. You're like, oh, good, there's an ending, but then there's just like one reference in the first storyline mm-hmm. to how the second volume just gets fucking more crazy mm-hmm. and all builds off of it, and like you never just, you never know when it's gonna stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
That'd be a good idea. Yeah. I have no word. I have no idea where I'm going to go with that, but nope. It's now in the head. It's in the head. It's in the world. So I got to do that now. Okay. All right. That's all I've been up to. All right. We've been. Wait. Talking. I also. No. Jesus. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> We're at 31 minutes. Okay. News. Good thing there hasn't been much news because we just recorded two days ago. Yeah, Spider-Man seventy or Spider-Man PS4 is getting his own comic run, which is, I, sure. I guess, fine. I, Inevitable, I guess. Yeah. I was a little uh, surprised there wasn't a tie-in one already released. Huh? I was surprised there wasn't a tie-in one already released. Uh, I'm sure there was, but he's getting his actual like full run. Okay. Uh, We're getting a Hellboy trailer on Thursday. We got a new poster. Yeah. He's got the, the horns are all grown out and he's got the got the fire. The fire crown. The firehead, the uh the the Pentecost thing. Yep. A little joke Christian joke for y'all. Yeah. Uh, I, That's it. I mean Yep. Yeah. It's been two days. Yeah. Three days. Yep. Uh so Matt. So Preston. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So uh, this is coming out three days before Christmas. Yep. Saturday. It comes out Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, but two days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas in two days, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you had a good year. Yep. Well, that, I guess the year thing will be more about New Year's. Yeah. Because you got another week left. However, you know how you know people that did have some good years? <gasps> Who? Chris's of Hollywood. Indeed. Hey! Whoa. Number two. I don't know how, what, what kind of uh versions we call the christmas episodes because every every multi multi-part series of our mm-hmm. episodes we call it different things so like volumes parts right things like that i don't know what we're calling this one but hmm. we'll figure it out but it's the christmas episode yeah for people who weren't here last year uh so we made a joke about pun we made a pun about how it's christmas and we decided that we we're gonna rate the four chrises the four main chrises of uh of hollywood yep that's uh chris oak chris um, Pine, Hemsworth, and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a good follow-up. <laughs> I was not about to sit here trying to think of them. So, uh, Chris seems value. Chris, what? Hemsworth seems value. Oh God damn it! Best I could do. Uh, crisp mouse instead of crisp rat. Ah, um, and I don't and like Chris that one. Snave. <laughs> Seven's backwards. <laughs> I liked my thing first. I like the I like the the pun of the first one, and then giving up and just going with the rest of them. I just wanted to see if it was even doable. No, it's not. No, it's really not. <laughs> it was not. Uh, so I, we don't even know. We last year we kind of planned this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. This year we did not. Yep. It's been you know it's been finals week, and then we just had to record a fuck ton of things within the span yep. of two days. Uh, we didn't plan this out. Doesn't matter. We'll see where this goes. So we're gonna rate the Chris's, and then so all right. Attractiveness. Okay. So are we going based on just their appearances in movies in the past year? Appearances in movies in the past year. Okay. Everything, this is a very contained from our last episode, our last Christmas episode to this Christmas episode. Okay. We're looking at those Chris's. All right. Should I list the movies that they've all been in? Sure. Chris Pine. Chris Pine was in Into the Spider-Verse. He played the original Peter Kang Parker. doesn't really help his attractiveness. Oh, he was very attractive animated in that. Doesn't help his attractiveness. <laughs> okay, he was in Outlaw King. Okay, didn't he was, see it. He was in Wrinkle in Time. Didn't see it. Okay, that's it. Is he attractive in those? Uh, he's. I didn't see Wrinkle in Time either. He just, I think, looks like normal Chris Pine. 
maybe his hair is weird or something. Uh, Outlaw King, he's kind of sort of rugged man. He's got some good like sort of relatively trimmed facial hair. It's kind of like mine, I guess. I'm looking it up. Uh, oh, he looks a little. It's, uh, not, it's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. He's pretty rugged. Looks like a mullet almost. Yeah, he. I think he's a guy that looks really well when he's like clean cut. Clean cut, absolutely. Yeah. So we need another Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek. Too. Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> I don't think uh, we got one of those yet. We do get to see him bear everything though. In oh good. Yes. All right. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. You know which one's those? Avengers Infinity Avengers War. Infinity War. Yep. Wow. That was it. What event? What an eventful year for him. Yep. He got a lot of money from that, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was also in Infinity War and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Okay. And Chris Hemsworth. Twelve Strong, which what? came out at the oh, beginning yeah, of the year. Oh yeah, that was so that the, war movie. The Horse Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Infinity War, and then he was in Bad Times at the El Royale. Which came out this fall. That was one of the ones I was going to go see, but then MoviePass pulled it off the app. Oh, yikes. Bringing that back. Yeah. Ooh, he does not let these things go. No. Man, he holds grudges like a motherfucker. Chris. Uh, not Chris. Christ. That'd be Christ, wouldn't it? Yep. <laughs> Chris. Uh, what's his name? Evans. Hemsworth. 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 Mm-hmm. And then what's it called? El Royale. Bad Times at the El Royale. Bad Times at the El Royale. I think he's kind of... It's actually pretty similar to his Thor look. Um. Uh, a must they've got more of a mustache than okay. a than a beard okay well does he have a beard at the store in the first one uh not in the first one but in infinity war he he's definitely got, does yeah he's because the they have to hair. make that joke chris evans and gawk oh, evans and hemsworth are fighting the beards yeah Oof. i mean everyone they're all having beards this time all those goddamn beard the, having motherfuckers yeah i think pratt loses because his facial hair from infinity war was not good. Not good. Not good. His whole role in Infinity War was just, eh. Yeah, we'll get think, to that. But yeah. So, attractiveness. Attractiveness. I'm going to put Chris Hemsworth right up there on the top. Okay, I was going to go Evans, actually. And they had a very close second. Yeah, because like, he's... I like I think, the nomad look. I think Chris... Uh, I think Hemsworth just, like... With a shaved head as Thor, and also just the fact that he shows up and he's angry, mm-hmm. kind of, like, adds that level of just, like, yo, what up, motherfuckers? Bad boy. Um... Chris Evans, ooh, I don't know. I I, I really can't put he's, one on top of the other. He's, I would he, like to see one on top of the other, but. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, that one got racy real quick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, his dude's hair looked good in Infinity War. Got that nice scruffy facial hair. He's like, yeah. he's also kind of got that bad boy look going. Yeah. Bad boy vibe a little bit. I'm going to put uh, Chris Pine as three. Yeah, and I concur. Chris, Chris Pratt at the bottom. Yeah, which, I mean, he looks fine as his normal clean-cut self in Jurassic World. Yeah. But loses points for Infinity War. Yeah, that, that mustache was a no. Nah. It was a, it was a, it was a Hard no. Hard pass. Thanks. No thanks there, buddy. Yep. No for me, dog. Yep. Uh, okay, so we got those ratings. Okay. Um, Let's rate their acting like they're actual like now now that we got that one out of the way let's actually okay. go so they're they're so i want to i kind of want to do two different ones okay their ability to carry a wide variety of emotions and their ability to portray any given emotion okay all right i think i want to put chris pratt at uh 2 mhm because he does put a lot of kind of emotional stuff into infinity war yeah uh, albeit he ruined everything but yeah uh that was a pretty 
pretty believable acting moment. Right. Um, so I'm going to – the fact that he – in in the movie where he's supposed to be, like, the goofy guy that tries to be a badass, he's mm-hmm. suddenly, like, super emotional when he loses somebody. Mm-hmm. That was – I'm going to put that up there. Yeah. That's some pretty that major good. points for that. And he's and he's solid in Jurassic World 2. I do not remember Jurassic World 2. <laughs> it uh, seems – I guess it's a very forgettable – I know that they were standing on a glass roof and it was a uh, Deus Ex Machina gun with – Yep. Um, What's her name? Claire. Deborah? Claire? Deborah? <laughs> Why did I call her Deborah? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like her name would have been Deborah. <laughs> I don't know. I saw uh, it twice, which probably helps. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, Evans had very little to do because he's yeah. in one movie and didn't have much because the next movie's really going to be his movie. Yeah. Yeah. This one was a lot of just like, oh, time to beat everybody up. Yep. So probably um, put him at put him at four for the uh diversity mm-hmm. but i mean he does what he needs to do so i guess that's yep. three for just ability to do it yeah small small bonus point for the the shot of him and black panther sprinting out in front of the army oh yeah <laughs> yeah that was good yeah uh i haven't seen any of pine stuff you saw spider-verse <laughs> yeah i'll give him some of that it's, that, that was that was acting yeah uh Voice act, like I've mentioned this before, voice acting is hard when you're used to face acting. Right. Um, and he was very believable. He he yeah. pulled it all off. So yeah, he did a good job with that character. I put him at number two, actually. Okay. Mm. It's okay. All the Chris's are good. It's okay if he's number three. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll say he's a three, just because yeah. I haven't seen him in the other stuff, so I can't really yeah. put points on anything. I didn't see Wrinkle in Time, but judging from what i know about that movie i'm guessing that the writing didn't leave him much of an opportunity to do any good acting yeah that's fair um and he is perfectly adequate in outlaw king but no, no like more than that, no really. like rank changing yeah anything. there's no no excellent stuff gotcha uh so then hemsworth is the the fourth chris here yeah he's got he's he's good he's got the well all of his stuff was in ragnarok oh, he's got some really good stuff in infinity war oh he fucking cries doesn't he yeah Oh. He's like, yeah, everyone I know died, and I don't know what to do, but I just have to keep going. That whole, like, conversation with Rocket. Yeah. That's some good acting. That's a number one right there. Yeah. That that scene right there. I remember that now. That, like, hit me. Yeah. That that was the scene in the movie that got me, like, a little teary almost. Yeah. So that's going to be a – that's a number one right there. Okay. I, I concur. For both. All right. Uh, I, I don't remember my rankings or anything. I think okay. we just talked about everybody. Yep, Just I put think him in arbitrary positions. I think Evans ended up four because he didn't have anything to do. Pine three, Pratt two, Hemsworth one. Yep, I think that I think that's about right. That'll be good. Okay, uh, we didn't split up those two categories like I said I, we would, but I don't give a shit. Um, what else is there? What other categories are there? Hmm. Uh, action prowess. Action prowess. That's a weirdly like the fact that I just pulled that out of my ass right there. It's pretty decent. Um, Chris, oh God, hmm. Chris, uh, I haven't seen Chris Pine voice acting doesn't do action. What's he like in Outlaw King? Uh, he does some pretty solid sword fighting. I will say that. Ooh, sword fighting is the hardest shit. Yeah. Like doing the fighting those CGI monsters is one thing, but like fighting swords, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Just because, just knowing that I'm probably going to put him at number two for now might get mm-hmm. bumped up to one. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good in that. There's the, the opening long take, which I don't like from like a movie perspective does involve him doing a, at least sort of a practice sword fight for a couple of minutes, which is 
impressive. All right. And then there's like some good final battle stuff that cool. he's good in. As Spider-Man, he's great, but that doesn't, doesn't actually matter. Nothing. Nothing um, to do with that. Uh, Thor gets his hammer. Yep. And he, or his axe, and he flings the fuck out of people. Yep. His is a little, like, it, it's diminished mm-hmm. uh, because his hammer or his axe does most of the work. Right. He just throws it, and it kills a million people. Yeah. Um, Chris uh, Chris Evans did a lot of stuff. Yes. A lot of fist fighting. Yeah. And especially the run in front of everybody. Right, but, run in front of everybody. And uh, catching the Thanos punch was fun. Yes. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah. Uh, Chris or Chris uh, Pratt, I don't believe, really had much. Oh, no, the fight with Thanos. The fight with Thanos, yeah. But that wasn't him. That wasn't one-on-one stuff. That was that no, teamwork thing. No, but he, he, and he, he does have some really good moments in there, putting yeah. the bomb on his shoulder and then flipping him off as he dives through the portal. That is really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna put him at three, but it's like a, it's a. Again, these are all really talented people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess it'll be for me Pine, um, fucking Pine Evans Hemsworth Pratt. No, Pine Hem Pratt Crime <laughs> Saddles. Uh, uh, the. Uh, returns. I'm just saying words now. I don't even know where you're going with that. There's Chris, a joke in there somewhere. So Pine at the top. Pine at the top. Evans, Evans number second, two. Pratt, Pratt number three. And Hemsworth. Hemsworth number four. So Which, partly we never saw 12 Strong or Bad Times at the El Royale. It's possibly just some really cool action stuff in there. But we didn't see it, so we don't care. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, funniest moment. Funny moments. Ooh. Remember when Chris Pratt uh, pretty much ruined the whole universe? Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, feel... Man, none of them were really, like, extra funny this year. I do like the the Chris Pratt Middle dives into a thing. portal flipping off yeah. Thanos. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, did Chris Pine have anything funny in... He he did sing the entire Christmas song that they had in the credits. That was actually him singing. Oh, nice. Was it like terribly sung or was it him actually singing? It was like actually him singing and Oh, and that's not funny. If it was, it was like, ah, I was going to sing Happy Birthday. That's not a Christmas song. Uh, jingle bells, jingle bells. Like that kind of thing right. would be funny, but I don't, th- I don't consider that funny. Nah, okay, okay. Uh, he was pretty funny as Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, he's just. He's I, just quippy Spider-Man. Yeah, I think he had like one maybe good joke. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans. Evans definitely did not make jokes. Nope. He was pretty much time to fight everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I feel like if anything, Chris Hemsworth had a lot of jokes that we don't remember. Well, he had sort of the the um man off with Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, when they first came on. That board. whole scene was pretty funny. That was funny. That was the two it's of them. points for both of them, I guess. Yeah. Um. Oh. Another point for Chris Pratt, though, getting away from the lava in Jurassic World, where he's, like, flopping on the ground. What? Remember he got tranked, and the little oh, lava yeah. starts coming, and he's, like... <laughs> and he, like, kind of, like, flips over, and his yeah. arms all limp. So, I think Pratt has to be the clear winner here. Yeah. Okay, so Pratt's one, Hemsworth two, Pine three, just because Spider-Man, Spider-verse, I guess. Spider-Verse, yeah. And Evan's bottom. Yep. What is what else? What time is? It? How much time are we going? Let's see, forty-seven minutes. I think we can probably wrap it up and do a, a solid, 
Any any other categories we can think of? Um, I mean, I'd say who was in the best movie, but that's basically going to be Infinity War versus Spider Verse because yeah. three of them were Infinity War and the others in Spider Verse. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess I guess the last category is just who was the best Chris this year. Who was the best Chris? Wow, actually, this is this is actually kind of this is a tough one. Yeah. Pratt had a lot going for him, but he was very unattractive. Yeah. He had a lot of emotion. Uh, Chris Hemsworth had some funny, had mm-hmm. some good action. He's kind of like a average on everything. I imagine if I had seen him in Bad Times at El Royale, he would be number one for me. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it, so I won't comment. Um, Chris Evans just fought some. He didn't have enough to do. Yeah. I think he's out of the running there. Yeah, so he's. I'm, we're just, let's just set him on four for now. Okay. Maybe that'll change. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, Chris Evans, you're the worst. We hate you, Chris Gosh. Evans. Gosh. <laughs> How could you not do so much better? Yeah. That was weird. That was uh, nice voice crack. I've voice cracked three times in I this know. episode. Um, I'm going to say Hemsworth, number one. Okay. Uh, emotional scene was really good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Really just kind of like doing a whole bunch of stuff throughout the whole show or throughout the whole Infinity War is good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's just a really funny person in real life. Yeah. Um, and he wins the attractiveness contest with he does. Pratt in a heartbeat. Uh, I'm going to say Pratt number two because he had mm-hmm. a lot of really good good funny moments and an emotional moment mm-hmm. and good fighting. Yep. And then Evans three. Or no, Evan was four, Evans was four. Yeah, so, so Pine, Pine three. three. I need to see Outlaw line. King. Yeah. What was the movie a while ago that you like fully recommended for me to watch? Um, you were never really there. You were never really there. I need to write that down and actually watch that. Yeah. I was thinking that it maybe it was Outlaw King. I also think you'd really like the favorite. Okay. Because it's like historical, but it's also it's sort of like Game of Thrones, but on. I'm not sure what drug. Mm-hmm. Some drug. Yeah. Meth, maybe. Probably. It's fun. Probably bath salts. That actually probably makes a lot of sense. Does it though? Kind of does. I feel like I don't know anything about bath salts except it made someone eat somebody in Memphis. Remember that? Yep. That was crazy fucking times. Yep. Oof. That was what, 2011? That was before I moved to... Yeah, that was a while ago. A while ago. Uh, so yeah, there we go. We got okay. our Chris's. All right. We've, we we've... should do some projection on what we think might happen. Ah, uh, yes. We should talk about the, the upcoming year for the Chris's. Let's really quick do this, actually. Let's see IMDb, what they're going to be in the next year. Yep. Well, uh, I know that at least two of them, I mean, Chris probably, I... probably three are going to be an end game. We're assuming Pratt's going to come back somehow. Oh yeah. He died, didn't he? Yep. Chris Evans. Let's see. Let's see. He's got that. Okay, Chris Pine, I guess. I clicked on him. Oh, uh, he's in he's in Knives Out, right? In what? Knives Out. Ryan no Johnson's new is. movie. Sort of a modern noir whodunit type thing. Who? Chris Evans. Oh, I, I was on Pine. Ah, Pine. So he's going to be in The Kid. Okay. And Lego Movie Part 2. Okay. Uh, it does not say he's in... I bet they have that all like really wrapped up. Did you say Pine? This is Pratt. Oh, Pratt. I say fine. I might have yeah. said fine. So okay. he's going to be in the kid. He's Grant Cutler in the kid. Don't know what that is. And he's going to be know. Lego Movie Part Two. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, he's he'll be good in the Lego Movie. That's a great role for him. Yeah. I can't imagine he's going to get a whole lot of like super emotional stuff that isn't like immediately goofy. Right. So 
Uh, no fighting, obviously. Yep. Uh, unless funny. He's, unless he ends up in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, funny, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but attractive again. Can't do much. Chris Pine. Christopher Pine. What? Where? Where's the actual Chris Pine? There he is. <laughs> uh, so he will be in. God, there's so many things to click. Ah! Oh, no, that's 2020. Uh, I am the knight. Uh, 19, uh, 2019 okay. TV miniseries. Oh yeah, and that is all he's gonna be in. Isn't, gonna... isn't Knives Out coming out in 2019? No, it's Evans that's in that. All the old Knives? No. Oh okay, yeah. but I am the Knight is a miniseries. Okay. Uh, looks like a drama. It's a TNT original. Yeah, so... I heard something about that that made me think it was gonna be good, but I don't remember what I heard. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So Chris Evans, actor. Uh, he will be in Re- the Red Sea Diving Resort. Okay. Don't know what that is. Knives Out. Yep. Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Those. I think that's going to be a good year for him because I'm expecting Knives Out to be really fun because I like Ryan Johnson and there's like a dozen people that I really like uh-huh. in that movie. Um, and of course, he's kind of going to be the emotional center of Endgame, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that'll oh. give him a lot to do. And Chris then, Hemsworth is going to be in Endgame and Men in Black. Men in Black. Okay. <laughs> so he's going to get everything in that one. I think because it's going to be funny. It's going to be a fight. It's going to. He's going to be. He is attractive. I've yeah. seen him. Uh, it's, there's obviously going to be emotion because he and Tessa are gods of acting. Yep. <laughs> um. So I think. So he's top right there. Yeah, Hemsworth's the favorite. Uh. Probably Chris. Uh. I, I think Evans, Evans. Yeah. Evans is going to be. He's going to have a lot to do. Chris. Pine. Unless am... they just randomly drop a new Star Trek. Yeah. Which I highly doubt. I feel Do like we even have one that. that's ordered. Uh, there's sort of rumors ban- bouncing all around. Quentin Tarantino is sort of working on also one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think it. I think a lot of it's going to hinge on whether Pratt actually does show up in Endgame. Yeah. Uh. So if he does, it'll be Pratt then Pine. If he doesn't, then it might be probably Pine then Pratt. Pine. We'll right. just put them both there, tie for third, fourth. Okay. So yep. we know Hemsworth is going to be number one. Yeah. Just because of Men in Black. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. So Chris Hemsworth. Uh, he's yeah, got he's... a strong lead. I'm pretty I'm sure pretty... he won last year. I mean, too. That's what I was about to say. He's got like a three and one now. Yeah. Or three, three and zero. Oh. Yeah. What a guy. Looking at it. Yep, I mean, Other Chris's step the fuck up. Yeah. Well, maybe Christopher Nolan will release a movie and it'll just be so good that we have to include him. Just like, it's just like, so emotion, he didn't act, but he got it. Action, he didn't act, but he got it. Attractiveness, he wasn't on the camera, but he got it. <laughs> yep. Okay. All yeah. right. Shallst we? We shallst. I'm going to go over there now. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our Christmas special. The second time we did it you know what we'll probably have to do is we'll probably have to find some classic christmas movie that had a sequel and figure out how they structured it what christmas movie sequel how they say it when we do our title oh die harder christmas sir we'll talk about it something anyway uh yeah thanks for thanks for listening to this uh hope y'all have merry christmas and happy holidays and happy new year although i guess we'll probably release that episode before new year's so yeah we will, we will. so 
yeah, let us let us know your thoughts on the the years the Chris has had. If you think that we were wrong in one or many of our categories, you can let us know on Facebook or Twitter. We're at Justice Losers Pod or Instagram, also at Justice Losers Pod or Gmail, which I talked up in the intro. Uh, justicelosersspot at gmail.com if you want to write an extended essay about how you thought that Chris Pratt's mustache was transformationally beautiful and inspired you to become a better person this year go ahead and do that I would love to read that on air um, let's see what else am I supposed to tell you to do I'm supposed to tell you to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean and like and subscribe and tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube because we'll maybe eventually put stuff out on there also. Hey, we got a holiday. We might start actually editing it. Yeah, who knows? Probably not. Probably not. Fuck, but who eh. Yep. All right. All right well, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>